Welcome to the Street Style Squad podcast, your ultimate guide to the world of street dance for seasoned and newbie dancers. Join us as we dive deep into the foundations of street dance, examining the styles that make up this vibrant art form and the rich history and culture that have influenced its development. Dancing is more than just moving your body to the beat of the music. It's a form of self-expression that requires both physical and mental effort. In this episode, I will answer questions sent by listeners and discuss my personal experience with battles and how I approach them as a dancer. When I enter a battle, whether it's for practice or competition, I take into consideration the judges and DJs. Understanding their criteria is crucial, as it affects how I'll be judged, even if it differs from my preferences. I also strive to bring authenticity to my performance. Rather than just trying to impress the judges, in addition, I talk about my struggles with controlling my movements and my journey to creating cleanness and control in my dance through silencing my body, listening before I move, and moving in slow motion. By connecting my mind and body, I believe I can enhance my dancing and improve as a dancer overall. Do you put into consideration the music, judges, and wages when you join a battle? Or are you the type of dancer who just goes into the battle no matter what DJ or judge is there? So, do I look at the judges and DJs before I go into a battle? Of course, I always do, but I don't really care that much in most of the times. It depends on why I go into battle. Sometimes I'll do a battle just for fun or just because I want to practice, if I go into a battle to practice. I really don't care what music is played or what the judges would judge me. I'm not here for them, I'm here to practice. Other times, I will always look at the judges and DJ. I will probably still join the battle no matter who it is unless, for instance, if it's a few younger guys who don't have the experience, then maybe I can choose not to go because they may not understand what I'm doing, such as picking a certain height over a certain technique. But most of the time when I go to a battle, I would look at the judges and know how the judges judge based on either their dance or personalities. I won't dance like them or for them, but I'll always keep it in the back of my head that I will be judged by the way they think. Even though I think I will maybe they judge something completely different. Maybe someone did the best beat kill in the world, but he didn't groove, and we have Buddha stretch just looking at you. Well, Buddha stretch is not going to choose you for your beautiful beat kill if you don't get into the groove, which is the basic element of hip-hop phrase. I will always keep this in the back of my mind to reflect on my loss or win and also to challenge myself to work with the elements people look at. So, I practice everything myself instead of focusing on one thing and becoming specialized. I chose to be able to do groove, isolation, flow, concept, groundwork, etc. When I see the judges and I know this one is about proof and this one is more of a flow type of person. This one is focused on character. I will try to come from my inside so as not to impress them, but from myself, from what I practiced and how I feel. It brings out my own care without my own groove and when I flow in the best way I can. That's kind of the way I look at it when I practice. Now, when it comes to the music, like I said, of course, some DJs won't play the music that you can dance to, but it all depends on why you go into a battle. Are you mad and just because you like dancing? Are you battling because you want to win? Are you there for your personal reason or something else that should create your measure of what you need from the battle or from the people that are in the battle to satisfy you? For instance, for me, I go into a battle to represent life. Life has a lot of struggles, and in life, we don't always get our favorite song or our favorite day. So, the same way, 
I don't always get the favorite song when I battle, and I see that as a difficult day that I have to get through, so, I have to push myself to go through it, and when I do, I know I won this part of my life in battle. And later, I'll be able to do the same in regular life as well, that's how I look at it, of course, for everyone, it's different, and for everyone, there's another way of perceiving dance and life, right, but if you ask me the question, then that's my answer. Friends of mine have told me that while I'm dancing at battles, I look as if I'm trying to hit every sound in music, and that it makes my moves seem to be everywhere all over the place, I've tried fixing that, but I feel like it's just the way I vent, do you have any high five swings? So, the music is crucial, without music, we cannot dance, right? So yes, the music is really important, it's not true you cannot dance without music, but you understand what I'm saying. It's okay to really get into the music and try to use everything in the music because it's there for you. But when a beat maker or artist makes the music, they put all these instruments together for you to feel the vibe, a story of the full thing. And then, when you go and separate all those parts, you miss the full complete story that they were trying to tell you, so. One of my advice number one is to try to listen to the storyline, the full thing of the music, try to get the vibe that is behind the music. Try to understand what the beatmaker was trying to make you feel when they put those instruments together. They were making a vibe, they were not making sense to make some crazy whatever, well, some DJs do, for instance, I'm, see, I mean, some beatmakers, for instance, a lot of dance beatmakers, make songs for dancers to beat kill, and with that. They did not come from that same feeling of trying to create a story, and by winner, you know, and this is not everyone and I'm not talking to someone in particular, but just to understand that they do exist, and some people don't have some songs going that fight because of this. But try to always create your story, feel a story inside when we hit music, and this can be a little story like something that really happens like in a movie or whatever right, or this can just be what kind of feeling like this is make you feel happy, sad, angry. I brought what kind of feelings behind to try to follow that because that will help you get another aspect of the musicality out there. Because when you separate instruments, you don't give time to really get into the vibe and feeling of the music when you feel the music and then you separate it. There will be a storyline inside of that separation that you do. Another very important thing is that you don't become a slave to the music. What I mean by that is this. If you listen to the music and you hear a certain sound, don't go and try to catch it right away when you hear it. Don't try to go after it because it's really going to seem like you're running after the music instead of being inside of the music, and I don't know for sure, but I think that's kind of what your friends are talking about. It's possible that when you dance and you try to hit all the actions, Iris, I'm going to hear something. You're trying to run actually the next one, right? You hear your clap here, and then you know okay, the next time is going to be then. You're going to try to catch it right away, but that makes your dance look rushed because you don't give time. And it'll take time for one thing to play out completely, right? So with that comes another advice, and that is to try to take more time and bring more expression to one sound. So, if I phrase it correctly, I'm going to use this class in four different ways to really get into the club and into the music, instead of only trying to show you that I hear the clap. Right, so first, the clap, for instance, I will try to grab, the second clap, it will smack you in the face, the third clap.
I will dunk from God, and the last clap, I will step forward and start my dance, and then, I started, you see, I already created a story with the music with one sound, instead of using a lot of sounds one after another, cut a piano, you know, bees take some rest in what you do. If I'm going to have a beautiful piece of ice cream, you cannot, they know, they don't have ice a whole box of ice cream that you take and give you, you're going to have a dollar ice cream and then you're going to have some fruits on the side, and, negating, I'm going to have some cream on top. Right? But the ice cream is just a little bit, don't try to give them all the ice cream, this, because this is this because they're going to get too full of it, you have to calm it down and sometimes show them that music, so, like I said, when the music comes and you hear it. Don't try to catch the next time, just keep it in your mind, okay, I heard it, it was there, and tried to keep it in your mind, and let it happen a few times again, so that it's really inside, and then later go after it, if I have the first eight count right, and I hear the sound here. I'm not going to take it in the when I hear it on the phone, I'm not going to try to take another age, I'm going to wait a few eight counts, and then take that way, it's more calm and more into it, I'm more comfortable with another advice that I can give you sometimes, don't go on the music. But go through the music, sometimes it's better to not try to touch every action, because your movements are going to become sharp, I think they get that done right, it's always going to be paced, and sometimes you don't want to have a pace, you want to have a flow. Sometimes you don't want to be icy when you water, you know, so it's actually going to make your musicality than whatever you do with when you do hit hit the music, in fact, if you catch something to use, it's going to actually make it look better, why? Because now there is an easygoing something, right, and then it comes, and that's more sporadic, it's more and more appealing for people, it's more, I can quote that was amazing because it creates a story, to sometimes go through it and try actually to dance just on the vibe of the music. And not even the accents, force yourself, if it's really difficult for you, try to really get this inside of your body, and then other times, take the accents, it's about creating diversity, about creating contrasts, right? Dance is about creating contrast, when you have black and white. The black or the white is more, um, you can see it that if I would have a black picture and I would paint black inside, you would not see it, right? I would have to paint white inside, thing that you can see, same thing without moving, if I will go front back, and I go down, it's very clear. After, go from back and a little bit side, doesn't make sense, but it's not as clear as it could be, same thing with music, on always, sometimes through, sometimes on, yeah, so that's my advice, um, I hope it helps, and I hope you keep on dancing. Please tell me how to use my brain and body while dancing. I have a problem with battles. When I'm doing battles, my body works, but my mind stops. Then, I'm thinking about how to do it. So please help me with how to use my brain with my body. How do I push my body to follow my mind while dancing? Or how do I have more control? Because I find myself in a position where the connection between my mind and body breaks. In other words, I lose control over my body, right? Or my muscles, and they can't follow you. Okay, so these are a lot of questions, but they have kind of the same answer, all the words together, by a one, if I want to clean my body, I have to clean my mind, if I'm going to clean my mind, I have to clean my body, it all works together, so. I'm going to have a huge answer on how you can create cleanness in your body, get back into control, and not lose your mind when you dance, not completely flipping out and having the space and movement that I used to have when I started dancing, you know, when you start battling.
You get so nervous like your body just goes on autopilot, but it's not even calmness, it's just food. Oh man, I used to hate that stuff, and I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to try to give an answer right to where hopefully I can help you guys get out of that state. Okay, the first thing that I want to say is this. If dancing is like talking, we have people who speak before they think and some people that think and then speak the same words, we are dance. We have people that move before they actually listen and feel and people that feel, listen. And then move from that. Now, it's fairly common for us to start moving when we hear the music right away. We start getting into motion straight away. And this is like speaking before actually thinking. What about what will come out? Is a lot of, um. You're still searching for what you're actually trying to say with your mind. You're still making moves that don't really feel like you're expressing yourself because there's nothing you express. It's just movement to music. And then, inside of that. Sometimes you will find something you'll actually react to the music the way you feel like it was a good, right? So, what we have to teach ourselves to get into control of our minds, to get control of our bodies, clean ourselves, is to learn to be silent, to silence our body and learn to listen before we speak with our bodies, yeah. So what I would always do before battles or practices is put my arms in front of me and understand, I would play some very calm music in that city, and I would just stand still for the whole song and not move, when I would do this, I would kind of clear my anxiety, Kind of clear and clean my body from all the motion that I want to do, but I can't, and this really helps with that. So, silencing your body, taking time to actually stand still and not move is really difficult for some dancers, and that's really interesting. So that means that dancers have an issue somewhere, they can't silence their body, and you need to have that sense inside of your body, you don't need to, but this will really help you to gain more control right away and more cleanness, by the way, when you do this for three minutes afterwards. The moment you start moving, every move that you do feels so controlled, has so much intention, so much meaning, because you're first silence to yourself and then move free, right? Michael Jackson, when he moved, there's something he would only bring out, that finger, and that finger was so impactful. People started dancing around the world, so, sometimes silence is stronger than words. Now, we had silence, we had not moving, from not moving, I would practice moving in slow motion, teaching myself to move very slowly. This is also really difficult because when you do this, everything is visible. You can see everything. You can see if something is clean. You can see if something is not clean. I can see my hands move. Or maybe I'll move my hands like this. This is not that clean. But if I would bring here, this is more clean. I have time. My brain has time to think, right? Not consciously. But in my unconscious, my brain has time to process my movement. It has time to feel all the muscles in my body, so. Moving in slow motion and practicing to do whatever you want to do in slow motion really helps you to create clean hands and control your body because you have to go through every aspect of it. You have to go through every little second of your motion. You cannot skip something. They say you cannot skip something. The motion also helps a lot with musicality, actually. Because if you're able to move slowly through the music, it's easier to grab something. If I am doing this the whole time, let's say I'm bouncing, I'm going to bounce boom boom boom. That bounce is on a certain pace. If I want to go to another part of the music, which is somewhere, it's really difficult to stop this and grasp that sound. But if I become completely sighted, now all the instruments are open, I can go wherever I want to go, so. This helps a lot with control as well. It's absolutely cleaning as well. 
It is also important to notice your breathing, right? Some people don't notice, and some people don't focus on it. They just dance and do whatever they want to do, something that they don't breathe, and then when they move. They actually breathe, and it's really difficult to keep yourself clean. It's really difficult to keep your mind straight, right? To be in control. So, notice your breathing. Some movements that you do, you're able to breathe completely, like if you're in flow, creating certain fluid motion. I can breathe through that motion, by in groove, it's difficult, but it's there, there's a way, by isolation, I know for something that's easy for some people, it's difficult because some people use isolation, and they just completely calm themselves down and just silence themselves, other people. They press up and then try to isolate, and when you do that, you compress everything, and then after, you're tired, so, notice what your breathing is like, okay, that's also very important. Try to get certain many every eight count. One, two, four, five, six, seven, eight. Now whatever you can find. So, try to be in control. Try to notice that. This can help all of you guys become cleaner. Becoming more in control. Having better musicality. Having an easier way of having more stamina. Another one. Especially for your brain and for following the body. Right? For having your body follow what you want in your brain or having that connection, I call it a pre-picture. So, when I dance, sometimes I practice, or sometimes I actually use it in any battle or whatever, I use a pre-picture, a picture that I have put into myself before I actually move, so. I'll see myself in a position, maybe I'll see this in my head and while I dance, I will go to that position, boom boom boom, and use it in a certain way, now. This helps me to really get that connection between my body and my mind correct, of course, you can't do this right away in battle. Some people will probably be able to do it, and you're amazing if you can. So, you go and practice this in your house or wherever you are and try to create positions in your head while you dance. So, not think of a position while we dance, you think of a position. And then you practice dancing yourself to that position, don't think of the position, stop this, and go, you have to find a way to move yourself to that position and also find a way to get yourself out of that position, yeah, so think of a position, dance, and go into it. The transition has to be good, use the position and transfer, or go out of the position, the correct way, this way, you really teach yourself to get that mind in relation in the right way in connection to the body, and it will later on help you with a lot of different stuff, actually. Another one in the last exercise that really helps, so, in my previous video, where I think two videos ago, I talked about energy, using energy works in speed, power, and size, that's what I said, all energy versus B powers like slow, fast, weak, strong, small B, now. To really get the controllers out of your body, what you're going to try to do is go from completely small to completely big, so, when I practice, I practice in five steps, small, a little bit bigger, 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 and biggest, that way, I have a measuring, I can move between these five. When I tense right, saving which slow, a little bit faster, fast, fastest, and I love whatever you understand, if you're able to go from one to five and back completely control, you're pretty much in control, so, size from one very small, boom, to very big. And I try to use one move that will make it easier for you to see if I did this, I can do it small, I can relate to, I can do it slow, I can do it right, I can bleep, I can be strong, boom, if you teach yourself to do certain moves from 1 to 5. 
You teach yourself the proportions of your body and your range of what you can do, and with that range, you're able to get more control inside of your body, also. Practicing your mind a lot also helps you with cleanliness, because if you're able to do something small and then a little bit bigger and bigger till you clean yourself every time, it becomes or faster or whatever, at a certain point. You get to a point where your biggest and fastest and one with the most power those all look unclean, but, if you're able to practice this good enough, then when you go back to become a lot more cleaner, something that really helps forget in my mind right when I'm eating bad, so. Sometimes we will go to battle on that, really just dance, I'll actually choose what I will do, so, let's say, not exactly what I would do, but sometimes I'll say I'll focus on this or focus on that, focus on that, that way, I teach myself to do something focused on under pressure, right? If I say I'm going. Thanks for listening to the Street Style Squad podcast. Don't forget to follow and leave a review to help us reach more street dancers. See you in the next episode.